0: In today's episode, I meet with Dr. Verity Jones, an associate professor at UE Bristol. We talk about the impact our food choices have on the environment and shifting our mindset to consider other sustainable protein sources, such as insects, and the goodness they can offer our diet. Very interesting stuff. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. The Changemaker podcast. I'm your host Charlotte Watkins. Today I am joined by Dr. Verity Jones, an associate professor here at UE Bristol and today we are going to be talking about the food system. So we're going to be talking about food waste and how to reduce our impact. Welcome Verity, how are you? Really, really well. Good. Glad to be here. Lovely. Thank you for joining us. So one really interesting thing that you are involved in, which blows my mind, is about eating insects. <laughs> First question, have you eaten an insect?
1: Um, actually, we all eat insects all the time. So I don't know what you had for breakfast, but lots of people tend to have toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was a toast. You were, yeah. you were a toast. Um, <laughs> and there are tiny, tiny parts of insects in bread, in pasta. Um, do you eat chocolate? Yes. Okay, so in every 100-gram bar of chocolate, there's about 30 parts of an insect, just tiny, tiny ground down because we, we literally can't take them out. So we're eating insects all of the time, but the work that I'm specifically looking at, well, one of the things that I'm looking at in the food system is how entomophagy, that's the eating of insects, could be a sustainable food um, kind of, here in the UK and more widely. And uh, in that context, the World Health Organization said that uh, it's something that we should look to explore in the West. Um, Globally, we've got about 2 billion people every day eating insects. And that's because they are massively high in protein they have great micronutrients um, more protein per weight than beef um, and don't have the consequences that some other food production has so for example beef produces quite a lot of methane um, whereas insects don't they have uh, a smaller water uh, need a smaller food need so they're quite sustainable to look at and talking about edible insects lots of people go oh my gosh that's, that's really horrid um but it's a great way into talking about sustainable mm. food and get people thinking
0: definitely so i i'm a vegan how many minutes did it take before <laughs> i told everyone that on the podcast um and i find it really interesting because having read about eating insects i'm more inclined to eat insects Because I've read about how much more sustainable the farming Mm. methods are, how, um, how there's only a small amount of space that's needed, small amount of water, all of these things. I'm like, actually, if I, um, you know, if I was thinking of eating animal based protein, maybe this is the way, should I be getting bugs from my garden? Oh, no, please don't. No, no, (laughs) no. Please
1: don't. Um, no, uh, uh, insects are farmed in ri- um, the, the the levels of hygiene and the, mm-hmm. the, the the tick boxes that they have to do are just massive so please don't go out and pick things out of your garden uh, only have uh, the, the food that has been produced to eat so that's uh, insects uh, for food um, rather than for feed because lots of our mm-hmm. pets so lots of pet food, lots of fish food um, some of our listeners may have reptiles and they feed crickets too those also, don't don't have a little try of those. Try oh, the ones I that don't. are actually <laughs> for human consumption. Um, and, uh, yeah, why not? Lots of vegans that we talk to, and in actual fact, I was working in a school just yesterday, and we were talking to children about all sorts of um, different proteins. Proteins really important for our bodies. Um, and uh, globally, um, protein is part of the diet that uh is often overlooked Mm. so um we looked at different protein sources uh, in school we looked at beef we looked at insects and yesterday we were looking at plant-based and um we had vegans in the in the group and a number of them were saying actually I, I wouldn't mind so just like you mm-hmm. but their choice wasn't necessarily oh it's good for the environment their choice was looking at um, in relation to uh, animal well-being mm-hmm. so they were interested in how the animals within our food system are slaughtered um, or uh, as lots of uh, other people say harvested when it comes mm-hmm. to insects it's really interesting in the language around killing animals in our food system Um, so they were saying well because they felt that edible insects in the uk edible insects are killed tend to be killed by reducing the temperature that they're living in so they go into a natural um state of um, uh, um, hibernation ah, Okay. so they go into a natural state of hibernation um, and then they go unconscious so they go to sleep and then turn down the temperature a little bit more and then they die so in that sense it's not kind of hurting them unlike the kind of massive electric shocks potential stressful transportation of animals to abattoir um, and, and those kind of systems so we when we talk to young people so i'm in the education and uh, the school of education and childhood we do a lot of work with children we do a lot of work with young people and there's three main themes that come out around the food system that they're concerned with and that is health so what what makes something healthy for them uh, the climate what's the consequences of the food system on the climate and uh, animal welfare so a lot of the time, young people are choosing and making choices about the food that they eat in relation to those. And as we get older, added to that is cost, especially mm-hmm. in the current circumstances mm-hmm. of our economics.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you mind talking about like your diet and what you eat? Because you're talking about working with young people, and I'm guessing that's because they're the future, <laughs> they're more likely to adopt new things mm-hmm. that maybe me and you might find a bit odd. Mm. What do you eat? How
1: How do you get your food? How do I get my food? I really (laughs) like food. Um... I have been a vegetarian for as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. um, but that was mainly because I just didn't like the idea of flesh in mm. my in my mouth when I was really, really little, so I was that awkward kid who, um, yeah, my mum, go on my horn, oh, um, and then my nan would say, would you like wafer thin ham, because there's not much meat in it, <laughs> um, which was a, you know, a constant in my life, uh, oh, you can just pick the ham off the pizza, um, so I, I've been a vegetarian for uh, years and years, um, and... As I have learnt more about food systems, more about animal welfare, I've kind of thought, oh, actually, I'm not sure about having dairy. So at points, I've reduced my dairy. Um, But then if you shift to soya, then you've also, so oh, great, soya, that's a great option. I'll, tr- I'll try that for a bit. Um, and then you learn about the deforestation for soya plantations and go, oh, I can't do that. Okay, now what am I going to do? Um, so constantly, and I think it's really important to recognise that constantly, we're making and navigating this really complex and messy system. And we have to make those choices, you know, what what do we think is Right. And if we don't think that system is right, one, what can I do to feel empowered and okay with the choices that I make? But also, is there anything that I can do to kind of shout and amplify what I think so that systems might change? Because quite often we can feel really helpless in this. And as educators, um, and kind of within our school, we are training teachers. So they've got really important jobs. And our young people, we know... Um, and I've done work on it lots of young people are feeling very stressed about climate change about the environment and what's going on Um, we did a a survey with over a thousand young people and that's from age 7 to 18 and you know without doubt climate change was one of the highest issues that they've done that that they're concerned about so thinking about how we can navigate these issues to really support young people in thinking positively not about their own choices but about how they can enable change in a positive way without feeling the weight of responsibility on their shoulders Mm. so it might be as simple as um you know uh, the young person's job is to sort the recycling and pop it out. Great. Learning a life skill, working out what's being, being done there. Or it might be that um, they have uh, a social media and they can ask uh, a question to a supermarket, kind of, you know, why aren't you uh, having more seasonal f- fruit or veg or why do you use this packaging or something like that or it might be oh I don't know also you know sorting out compost or having Mm. I really like community fridges and ways that we can kind of start sharing food that's Mm -hmm. near its sell-by date loads of different Mm. ideas that we can really uh, kind of support people thinking through.
0: Mm. I love the way that you described it as messy like Mm. it is Mm. and I, I think it can be so easy to be focused on perfection mm-hmm. around these subjects um and so o- over the years i've tried to be zero waste and been very much focused on my outputs and so long as i was producing zero waste uh, i was doing the right thing but then you only need to go a little bit further upstream to realize that doesn't necessarily really happen because how did the food get to me mm-hmm. and how was that packaged and all of those sorts of things so by having less of a focus on the perfection and more focus on what can I do that isn't necessarily just about me as an individual, it's also about community. It's about holding people accountable. Essentially, mm. isn't it? It's a really brilliant way to empower people.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, it's great. To see, I think it's really important to highlight the good news stories as well mm. um you know we know that lot we're being bombarded by negative um news stories all of the time and, and I've, I've got some kind of uh, uh quotes and numbers here because i can never remember them <laughs> so you know uh 25 to 30 percent of food is lost in waste globally mm. you know a quarter of our food and yet we know that we've got People living in poverty, people not being able to afford food. And yet all of this, almost over a quarter of food is being wasted. A lot of that um, is in the uh, kind of the, the industrial part, the production phase. But there's also a lot in transportation. There's a lot um, post, uh, post being in a supermarket and what the supermarkets are throwing away. And then there's also the amount that's wasted, uh, domestic waste. So what we're throwing away. Mm. Now we can in our homes make changes Mm -hmm. absolutely um we can look at best before dates uh, and use by dates and do a sniff test i mean i'm (laughs) all for a big sniff test to be honest with you You oh yes it says you know best before but you know have a sniff and taste Mm -hmm. It's fine Mm -hmm. um so there are those things that we can absolutely do um but as as i said before it's also looking to those good news stories so Mm. tesco for example um Quite often those big supermarkets come under the in, under scrutiny, but they have recently um, uh, w- working with a social community food app so that uh, local community people come in, pick up the food that's near their sell-by date, and then they can redistribute it to local people for free. Mm. Um, so it, I think we really need to take uh, some positivity from what's going on as well sustainable development goals that UE are committed to working towards. Um, One of those sustainable development goals is all about food and uh, one of the targets is that we halve globally, including the UK, halve our food waste by 2030 and we need those good news stories to keep us going Mm. towards Mm. those targets.
0: Um, So yesterday I visited the sustainability hub Mm. at UE and uh, they have tins of beans and carrots and things that are just free mm. and I mean students love free food so it's great that stuff like that is actually happening within the uni community itself
1: absolutely and looking at fresh fruit and veg one in four carrots is thrown away mm. in our homes what mm. a quarter of carrots mm-hmm. and I, I've i got a dog I walk the dog for, you know every morning I'm walking the dog and um, Friday is our bin day mm-hmm. people put out Bristol's brilliant, we have food waste, we can put our food waste out every week. Um, but on a windy day, or when the the, the foxes have, or the seagulls have been around, people's food waste tends to be strewn across oh, the street, oh, sometimes yeah. in some areas. Um, and the amount of times I walk down the road and go, well, that potato is absolutely fine, mm-hmm. and oh my word, there's all of... The- and you can pick out the food and you just think, actually, we could be saving ourselves so much money, um, and so much embedded energy and water... When we throw away those potatoes or carrots or pieces of meat or fish, we have to remember that actually embedded in that is all of the energy and all of the water that produced it. It's Mm -hmm. not just Mm -hmm. the 25 pence banana that's in there. So I think we also need to be thinking about, okay, so what can we do? And as students especially, we can be saving so much money as Mm -hmm. a result of that. They reckon about £500 per household if we're really savvy in what we do. Um, I'm a big banana eater myself. And I was shocked to find out that 0.9 million bananas a day <gasps> are thrown away in the UK alone. No. So, if you've got brown bananas that you don't want anymore, chop them up and put them in your freezer mm-hmm. to make a smoothie. Mm. They freeze really well. They so really do. That's my top tip.
0: Excellent top tip. Uh <laughs> Fun fact about me, I have made a banana peel curry before. Have you ever tried that? No. No?
1: What do you do with banana peels? So you
0: just like spiced it like you would, you know, Mm. any sort of Mm. thing you're putting in a curry. Um, I don't know that I recommend it. (laughs) I haven't done it since. But the options are there, (laughs) you know? (laughs) options, but we like them to be tasty. (laughs) Um, What would you recommend people do if they aren't living in a city like Bristol that does have fabulous food waste facilities, what can we do to reduce food waste then?
1: Okay, um, so making a list, a shopping list, mm. I think is really important. So if you food plan, then you only buy what you need. And I think that's super, super important. If you um, if you are uh, making too much stuff, then think about, well, okay, can I use that tomorrow or can I freeze things? That's really useful. Um you have attempted a banana peel curry that sounds <laughs> interesting um but you you can explore ways of using your leftovers as well i mean soups are brilliant just bung everything in a pan and boil it up really useful um so i, I think looking to see how you can you know change what you buy which is not only good for the environment but also good on your pocket that's the way forward mm.
0: Lovely. So you've mentioned already about the work that you're doing with primary school children Mm -hmm. in Wales. What's the future of that project? What's happening?
1: Okay. what's happening next? So at the moment, we are just gathering some data from our young people. So about 250 young people across Wales. And we're really looking... Wales has got a really exciting new curriculum that far outshines the English one I hate to say (laughs) Um, and we've got a lot of catching up um, and they have embedded sustainability, climate education and ethical citizenship within their uh, curriculum Um, it only has kind of come into uh, being over the last 12 months, 2 years Um, so we're looking to support teachers across Wales in ways of approaching sustainability citizenship through the food system so we're looking to kind of think about ways forward in that
0: Are there any other projects that you and your students are working on at the moment that you wanted
1: to talk about? Oh, crikey, so many. (laughs) So many. So many. Well, um, I get quite excited because I get excited about many things. (laughs) Um, But uh, in May, we um, recently opened Sparks, which if uh, anyone does know Bristol, then that is the old Marks and Spencers building in Broadmead in the city centre. And UES had a massive input into the development of this sustainability hub. It is unique it is one of its kind and I lead on the education down there and we are so excited to have a department store that um, is a pilot for future department stores we have got um, a clothes department as any department store should but it's all pre-loved clothes it's beautiful Um, we have a a food department which is full of all community produced uh, foods uh, so local community Um, uh, so you haven't got that kind of travel distance from where something's made to uh, where it's sold. Absolutely gorgeous. We have a travel department, which talks about sustainable travel. Um, We have uh, a furniture department, which again is all pre-loved and gorgeous. And then uh, I'm really lucky, so I do work in the discovery department, which is all about education, so we have school visitors in, uh, we do workshops on Food is one of our workshops. So it's really exciting to be part of this uh, energetic, uh, creative uh, and and really forward-looking place in Bristol right now um, so you know come come down and visit that us. sounds
0: amazing <laughs> and incredible that it's so central. Absolutely yeah. and that's
1: really important, Definitely. really important that people can get there whether it's by train or by bus or mm-hmm. whatever and on our first weekend uh, we had 8,000 people come and see us. That's incredible. Oh.
0: Wow, this is the future. <laughs> uh, so you, you mentioned about food um, in the department store, and obviously, we've talked about lots of different ways about getting food, reducing food waste.
1: What about growing your own? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts around that? Is that reducing? Who doesn't love to grow their yeah. own food? Absolutely. And it's really important, especially for young people, to um, have a connection with nature. I mean, let's face it, if we don't connect with nature, we're not going to be empathetic with nature. There's lots of research that backs that up. Um, with a risk society, we've, we, we've got... Parents who are quite frightened about letting their children outside, having access to the outside, whether it be strange, danger or whatever that might be. We've got lots of communities that don't have access to an outside space or access to a garden. Um, And we've also had COVID recently where children have been literally locked up in their homes and haven't had access. So growing food Um, ticks an awful lot of boxes Um, it uh, enables us to experience and connect with nature again brilliant and it also allows us to really understand what's going on in our food system as well as reduce those kind of food miles recognize what's seasonal and what's not seasonal so that we can make those informed choices so i am all for even if it's just having a, a kind of a, a little bit of a cress on your on your windowsill fantastic okay. you know enjoy that cress all those seeds lovely if you've got an allotment or a garden and you can grow a few beans fantastic but yeah just have a go
0: any of um students who are listening and are thinking that they don't have any outdoor space something i found out this week is that yui actually have community gardens
1: and you can grow your own veg there which is incredible you can have your own allotment patch absolutely we've also got an orchard and you can pick from that any of our students can do that and we've got our own beehives amazing Mm.
0: that's lovely Verity, this talk has been amazing. You are so inspiring. Thank you so much for coming along. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for asking me. (laughs) Not at all. Thank you for joining me. Next week, I'll be joined by Bryony Whittaker and Claire McKay, who are academics at UE Bristol. We'll be talking about festivals and what we can do to make them greener so we can enjoy them for years to come. See you next time.